Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Young Professional African Edition with your host, Jonathan Rwanika and Shanil Mudli, equipping you with all the right tools to jumpstart your career in an African context by sharing experiences and spreading the gospel of information. With original music brought to you by Africa's own, Yunil Badiachi. In today's episode, we discuss how to win on paper. In the current climate that we find ourselves in, we've got an over and abundance of new graduates entering the market, as well as companies shutting down, which means less jobs. Winning on paper might be your only link to a potential employer. Therefore, it is invaluable that you structure it, format it, and present it in the best way possible. In today's episode, we unpack all of the elements that we need in order to ensure that you give yourself the best fighting chance to secure the next step in getting your dream job. Shanil, this week we have a very interesting topic. I think a very topical topic, uh, considering uh, we're in COVID, lots of retrenchments, uh, a lot of students that are about to enter a job market that will be saturated by supply with very low demand due to these to, to companies' closure and stuff like that. We're going to talk about the CV. A CV has a tool, uh, tips and tricks that we think could be helpful in, uh, in, in any given context. All right. So I don't know, Shanil, maybe do you want me to just highlight a few things and then maybe you can go into detail? Yeah, sure. So let's, let's maybe go over the different points there. So I know you've got a few points and... Uh... As, as we go through the points, I could maybe expand on some of them because uh, we, we've got some overlap on points there that, that we want to get across. Okay, I think that's a better idea. I think I'm just going to start with the point and then we, uh, we'll just see where it goes. So I think the main point for, for me is that uh, a CV is a marketing tool. So no matter how talented you are, uh, how much experience you have, that will not matter if you cannot, if that doesn't communicate on a piece of paper. So you will not even make the interview stage uh, because you, are, you haven't market, marketed yourself in a way uh, that allows you to, to be in a position to sell yourself better. So for example, I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, on CV, I don't really stand out, but like in person, I kill, I, I'll, I'll definitely kill the interview. You know, and I think especially for those people, like I think there is this show could be of value, especially trans translating those skills that they often sell very well in person, also on a piece of paper. Yeah, and I think it's very important to to change your mindset because uh, you know if you have that attitude of in in an interview I do really well, but on paper I'm not doing too well. That's, that's your fault. It's time you take responsibility. There's a lot of tools out there and a lot of information out there that can make you good at it. It's not like it's, it's a talent where, you know, if, you, if you're talented in CV writing or you're not talented, it's something that you can learn to develop. Um, and it's something that's definitely worthwhile developing because, uh, you know, some of the common themes that we've had before in the show was networking and all of those stuff. But not everyone has a strong network where you can just walk into a job interview. So you need to focus on building your CV. I have a question for you, Shanil. So like, what about the person uh, who's been applying um, 
uh, they think they're doing well on writing their CVs well, but for some reason are not getting interviews. From your research, how does the CV process work uh, from a CV submission perspective? And what could possibly be the reason why this is not translating into interviews for some? Yeah, that's a really interesting, interesting point there. And that's something that I only learned recently. I was, I was having a chat with a friend of mine who's a, who's a career coach. And she was actually telling me that sometimes your CV gets rejected by a computer before it even reaches somebody's hands or the eyes of a human being. And uh, the reason that this happens is there's some software that all of the recruiters are using because obviously, you know, these guys are getting a thousand, two thousand, maybe fifty thousand. They're getting a lot of CVs. So what they use is an ATS software, applicant tracking system. And on the system, the system obviously picks up a lot of keywords that are on your CV. And from that gives you a score or a ranking um, and ranks, you know, who's most suited for the job and who's least suited for the job. So you could have a, a really strong background and you could know that this job that you're applying for is perfect for you. But if you haven't actually looked at the, the keywords and what the job description is and tailored that into your CV, you're not going to stand a chance just simply because, um, you know, the, the ATS software is going to reject you. Yeah, I think the next question for me is going to be for you to explain the keywords, but maybe just to give a real life example. Like, uh, I, 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 I once applied for a, for a, invest, a job as an investment analyst, uh, and I literally just copied and pasted a CV that I'd used to apply for an auditing job. I literally got an automated response a day or two later. I, I bet you, now that I, I, I'm hearing what you're talking about, the, these ATP systems, I'm pretty sure that's the system that just scanned through my CV and couldn't find keywords like investments, financial modeling, things that were pertinent for their job. And they just automatically rejected me without a single person even looking at my CV. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, you know, that, that obviously then has a mental toll on you and you start to start doubting you know, well, why is, why am I not even getting interviews? Is there, is there something wrong with me? And there's nothing wrong with you out there. It's, it's the fact that the system is, is going through these, these different keywords and rating your, your CVs. So I think maybe going into, into Jonathan's example there is that he took his audit CV and he tried to use that to apply then for an investment analyst CV. So I think the best approach there is to understand that each role is different. So what you should be doing is looking at the job description and trying to highlight uh, some of the some of the key words that come out for you um, from that job description, and then put that into your CV. But on the on the other extreme, don't simply copy and paste the job description because the the ATS software uh, also picks up if you've done that. So anyone I think who's who's ever written an essay at university will will know you know when you that plagiarism software that we all use. So the ATS software seems to be quite similar in that if you if you've got a hundred percent match. To the job description, they're going to know that something is up. So, so the way that you need to do this is, you know, for example, if it says um, they need somebody to sell medical, I don't know, medical supplies, um, if that's in the job description, what you need to do is say experience in sales and logistics across different industries or in medical industries or whatever it is. So just change it up a bit, but the keywords there is still, you know, your, your sales was important, the industry was important and you've also added now logistics um so you know there's there's some things that you can then speak on in in that regard in the interview that could add to the experience of the profile 
So I, I think they, uh, before I, I just add on to what you just said, I think an important distinction uh, is the difference between CVs for experienced hires and CVs for, um, for students. Okay. So, but I think the overlying theme is that both of them require contextualization of your experiences. So a lot of the examples that Shanil and I will be mentioning today will, will sound like experienced hire uh, advice. But I, I think the same sort of uh, 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 principle can be extracted for a student who's uh, uh, been working as a student representative consul or uh, uh, working um, uh, in their residence as a committee member they still need for you to put your contextualization hat on and think, what have I done that speaks to the experience that's in this job description? So coming back to me and Chenille. So for example, I've trained as, as a chartered accountant. Um, you, Chenille, you're a management consultant. We have done lots of different type, types of work uh, in, our, in our career. Uh, and uh, it's possible, I could possibly work in an investment bank, I could work in an auditing company, I could work in a consulting company. Uh, but when I'm applying for a job, let's say it's a consulting job, I need to remove my auditing cap and think, what are the skill sets within this auditing career that could be applicable to consulting? I, I think it's fundamental for you to, re to for this contextualization of your CV to really hurt home. I think that's the most important principle I would like to drive uh, in this show today. Uh, you need to look at that description. You really need to think deeply, what have I done that speaks to what this job description is trying to say? Yeah, I think that's really important. So, um, and especially I think at an entry level position, um, you know, when, when you put down something like captain of your football team, uh, for instance, you know, the, the person employing you wouldn't necessarily care, um, care that you, you're good at football. But from that, you can then extract, you know, I've, I've been in a leadership position. So what, what sort of leadership skills did I need when I was the captain of this football team um, that I can now translate into something that is needed in this job description? Because you don't have experience on your side as, as a new entry hire. So you need to understand, uh, you know, what, what have I done? What sort of skills do I think I have that I can further develop or my, my strong, my strengths, uh, my strong points that I can really put down on this, on the CV. And, and once again, it's like you're saying, it's, it's really about tailoring it. So understanding what does this company want? What does this job entail? And what skills can I, can I offer that's going to add value? Using that very same example, Chenille, so if you're a captain of a soccer team, but now you're applying for consulting, like the most valued skills probably in the, that job description will be, you need to be good at teamwork, for example. And if you're a captain of a soccer team, well, obviously that, that, that speaks to that. And you can even go further and, and show the, a consulting, the consulting hiring manager where you have problem solved in that position. You guys didn't have funding to go on a tour. Uh, you managed to uh, pair the soccer team with a sponsor. You need to, so example, pr problem solving is a key skill in consulting. You now need to be, have that, the, 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 uh, you need to be able to pair those things with your experiences. And often we have experienced these things, 
but we we just don't make that connection yeah that's so true and and i think also making use of the tools that are available to us we're, we're in a time where there's so many cool tools and uh, you know so much information out there that's useful going on google and things like that and i actually came across a a free cloud services site called jobscan.co i'll put the link somewhere in in the episode description and um, what this does for you is essentially it helps you optimize the job description. So you copy and paste the job description in there and, and it helps extract the keywords in this job, job description that you can then put down on your CV. So, you know, if I, was, if I was entering and I had access to this, if I was entering the job market and I had access to this, what I do is, you know, put in the job description that I'm applying for, um, see the keywords that are coming out and then put that down and then have a look at my experience and say, where in my experience um, over my, my high school time did I acquire these skill sets and be able to speak to those? Because remember, this is only step one. So let's say you do do this. The ATS software says like, cool, this is a great candidate. Once you're in the interview room, you're going to need to speak to those skill sets. So it's also really important that you, you understand what you're putting down and you, you're able to back that up with, um, with situations and um, positions, I guess, that you've held throughout high school or through whatever else you've done um, when you're going into those positions. So ju don't just put things down to get past the system. Yeah, I think that, I think the key word there is evidence. It, it needs to be evidence-based, whatever you put down. You know, you can't just say I'm a problem solver <laughs> to match the description. You actually need to give an example. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I really like that you cite uh, the tools that we already have uh, at our disposal. Uh, maybe for example, for, for that was a good example of tools that we have that people probably don't even know that they have at their disposal to use. Yeah, I'm trying to think: is there anything else we have we, we have left here, Chanel, that would be important to go in depth? So, so I think also maybe just uh, uh, for me, a last point there is is understanding the so like you were saying the context of it and then how that pertains to the length of your CV. Um, so I've seen some of my audit friends. They, they have their CVs when they just leave audit and it's got literally all of the experience from every company that they've, that they've gone through um, and, and all of the different things that they did for them, whether it was like a sensitivity analysis, whatever, whatever, then they put down you know, all of these different things. And when you look at sort of my field, consulting and, and a lot of the, the people that I'm exposed to through that, so I, I think investment banking, um, you know, a whole bunch of other uh, sectors, they don't want to see a CV more than two pages. So I think also understanding whichever industry you're applying for, um, are, they, are they looking for a, a five to six page one? Typically what I've seen is it's two pages, but, but you know, there could be professions like, you know, for instance, medicine. I, I know when people, after they finish their comserv or their internships and now they have to apply for, for jobs, they have to make a CV. So how long do those CVs need to be? So it's important to maybe speak, reach out to your networks and speak to other people who have already got those jobs and find out, you know, what did your CV look like? Even ask them to send it to you and uh, tell them that, you know, they can blank out all of their info if, if you like. You just want to see the format of it, how long it is and those sort of things. Really leverage, um, you know, the, the people that you know in a particular industry to help you with your CV. Yeah. And Shanil, maybe just to add, uh, also on Google, we, you actually see examples of CVs for certain industries. Uh, so, for example, uh, after that rejection for that investment analyst job, I Googled what an example for an investment analyst CV looks like. And I just tailored my next CV to look, to look more like that, you know, and less like an auditing CV, which says which client uh, 
every single client I've worked on. Uh, and also, <laughs> just one last thing for me, uh, we use CVs not just for job applications. We use CVs to apply for business school uh, and, and stuff like that. So, for example, if you're applying to a Harvard, Harvard has a certain template that it, it expects its CVs to come in. Uh, so, it, as Chenille is saying, it's very important, know the place you're applying and what type of CV templates they'll be expecting. If you're in uh, media or the arts, I would expect your CV to be a lot more uh, colorful and different to an auditing CV, for example. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Young Professional African Edition. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed the show, give us a like and a follow. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at yp underscore africa that's yp underscore africa and if you've missed an episode don't stress you can catch up on our youtube channel yp underscore africa like and subscribe guys like and subscribe that's it from us guys see you next week